Carlsbad, people, purpose, and impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host today. And I'm very pleased to have with me Jason Merrill, the executive director of the San Diego Lab Rats. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you could join us today. So I was uh, doing a little research and you and I were chatting offline a little bit. You have an interesting background before you ever got to Lab Rats, but it uh, sounds like you had kind of like a, a medical background, uh, physical therapy. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, a little bit of a medical background. So um, I found physical therapy, uh, really, really enjoyed it through my time in college. It was actually a, an injury I um, sustained playing college rugby that kind of led me to that route. And uh, an internship program that I had my last year at San Diego State led me to Gaspar Physical Therapy, actually their sports performance center um, up here in Carlsbad. And uh, that's where I started as an intern. And then I applied for a job with them uh, immediately after. And I worked with them for about seven years and thought my career uh, path was going to be physical therapy, did everything I needed to do to try and get a DPT or go to DPT school uh, to get my doctorate in physical therapy and then found out that that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So we, <laughs> I uh, moved on and um, got my EMT license and decided, hey, do I want to go into um, fire? Do I want to go into right. emergency medical services? And then wound up deciding that I wanted to work with family and that yeah. is uh, lab rats. So yeah, and that's that's interesting. So your brother, I think you said your brother and your father originally started Lab Rats, is that right? That is correct. Yeah. My brother and my father started it in 2017 with uh, Dr. Sean Carlson. So you have a medical background, you know, physical therapy, EMT. Your brother had like a chemistry background, but then Lab Rats. So tell, tell us a little bit about what Lab Rats is and what was the inspiration? Yeah, so, uh, you know, my brother's chemistry background, he went to the University of Colorado to get actually a PhD mm. and decided to leave early with just a master's. Okay. Oh no, a master's oh, in physical chem. Just mm. a master's. Just a master's. He's a brainiac. <laughs> um, but he decided and ultimately, you know, growing up here in uh, Southern California, in San Diego and Carlsbad and Encinitas, we decided that, and mostly he and Sean and my dad decided that there was just a bit of a gap um, with what was offered to young students educationally here originally. And that was um, a gap in like different levels of STEM education. Ryan and I ourselves growing up here didn't have certain opportunities or as many because yeah. they were there, but they were just few and far between sure. to go into some of these different fields. And so we wanted to change that. We wanted to change uh, the way that students and families had access to certain types of enrichment education and just overall elongate the process um, and, and grow what is available out there so that more and more students could have access to it. Yeah. So that's Lab how that, that started. Lab Rats was born. So I was looking at your guys' website and uh, the, some of the philosophy statements were quite interesting. So you're really into project-based learning. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Very much into project-based learning. The reason we are is it allows students to be a little bit more innovative and elicit more of a passion in the field that they're, they're going into. Um, we don't want it to just be like, hey, here's cookie cutter. This is the information. Learn it. We'll test on it. Yeah. It's boring. 
Yeah. Right. So to be, to be, to be very blunt, it's (laughs) a little boring. So, um, you know, project-based learning, we can, we can put some things around that allow the students to be a little bit creative Mm -hmm. and to delve into some of these, uh, these pieces of whether it be engineering or chemistry, um, rocketry and, you know, create something of their, their own making and give them uh, the ability to, you know, grow within that realm. So if at first, you know, Hey, that the rocket they built only flies 10 feet off the ground and turns immediately sideways and goes left and then yeah. falls back to, back to the ground. Okay, what do we need to do to change it nice. so you get a better flight pattern? Okay, let's change the fins a little bit. Let's do this. Right. So it's not just telling them do this. It's allowing them to kind of solve their own problems, mm-hmm. which gives them a bit of a deeper detail understanding of the actual like curriculum in the field that they're, they're looking into. Um, what that also does, the project-based learning, it's it's kind of team-based. And so we try to put everything in our curriculum into more team-based exercises because yeah. that helps with with the, the social learning as well. Sure. So working with teamwork, which are just life skills that you're, you're going to need as well. So yeah. being able to do both of those things. Knowing how to collaborate. And you have a statement on your um, website that says, we believe students learn best by doing. I love that. Especially when they are self-motivated and pursue their own ideas and interests independently with guidance from someone more knowledgeable when needed. There's a lot packed into that statement. I mean, there's a lot we could unpack, but so you've already talked a little bit about the the doing, right? That the doing is uh, important. You talked a little bit about them being self-motivated, right? Because yeah. once they start doing things that are interesting to them, right? Um, pursuing their own ideas. But this whole idea of their their independence, pursuing their own ideas and interests independently. Talk about that and the importance of that. Yeah. So the importance of being a little bit more independent in, in our curriculum base, we believe allows for the students to really find their own passions. Mm-hmm. So they don't feel like they're being pushed to doing something, yeah. which sometimes can have a negative effect. Sometimes it's good, but it depends on, on the student and how they learn. Yeah. So by allowing them to be independent with having, um, you know, our lead teachers, being scientists and having that large knowledge base. So they have a little bit more in-depth detail that they can help impart on the student. And the student can ask maybe some deeper questions that they may not be able to ask to other types of educators, right? So that's just kind of the way our curriculum there is built. But we believe that independence, being able to let the student do their, do everything kind of mostly on their own or have the, um, the knowledge base say, oh, this is what I want to do, right? I want to do this. Okay, let's go ahead and do it. And this is actually how some of our curriculum came into play um, from our infancy and how it's grown is because students were like, well, I want to do more of this. Well, okay, let's go ahead and build some curriculum and projects around that so that you can do it and do it still in our, in our lab rats, you know, motto and style. Nice. And you've kind of alluded to this already, but with, with guidance from someone more knowledgeable when needed, I love that when needed. So the, the hope is that they explore and delve in, you know, like you said, doing the, the independence, the self-motivation, but then they might hit a point where they do need some help. Exactly. And so the, the goal here is like, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's that the bit of a problem solving, yeah. right? So, well, what do you think? So when they ask, ask a question like, well, what is this? Well, no, what do you think it is? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the trick is, and this is uh, something that Dr. Sean says a lot is, you know, to not fool yourself. Right. And that's all really science is, is to try and not fool yourself. But you're you're figuring that out. Right. You can't just be told what it is. Right. You have to go through the process and figure out in what ways are you not fooling yourself to 
come up with either the proper design or the right answer or the most correct answer is the best line that we can we can run with because that that changes as we know about in science right things change yeah. as data changes as our knowledge changes the science answer can change the method that is science doesn't change yeah interesting that sounds really fun it sounds like a fun format so um, let's talk about some of the different formats that you use to to bring lab rats to to people to the students. So it sounds like you guys offer some discovery camps. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So the discovery camps are um, amazing. So we're actually going to run uh, two discovery camps here in a couple of weeks, December 27th through the 30th, and then January 3rd through the 7th at the San Diego Botanic Gardens in Encinitas. There'll be morning camps. They're half days. They start at 9 a.m. And the discovery camps are taking our like course curriculum and our STEAM Discovery Center models and kind of melding them together. So what we're doing is allowing students to have a bit of a discovery in uh, in those camps for about two hours, actually. So two-thirds of the camp is going to be mostly what they want to do. It's like a maker space. So oh, nice. putting a lot of different types of STEM-based curriculum and projects out in different fields and saying, what are you interested in? What do you want to learn more about? What do you want to do? And then an hour of those uh, courses is going to be teacher-led. So whether it be like on a certain day, oh, okay, today is robotics. Yeah. So the teacher's going to lead a course on robotics. You can then utilize the makerspace to go deeper and deeper into robotics if you would like to. But it kind of puts it a little bit more on the student. What do they want to learn? Yeah. So instead of just saying it's this today. No, let's expand a little bit. Let you guys use your brain, use your imagination. What are you passionate about? What do you want to do? Oh, I love that. So that's your, your winter camps. But if somebody doesn't hear about this till maybe winter camps already happened in the summer that you have camps as well? Yeah, we're actually planning right now uh, for the summer. We're going to be doing more of the discovery type camps. And then we're actually looking into something we did, tried to do pre-COVID and then COVID kind of shut it down. So we did it virtually, but it was very small. Uh, it's called the Science and Sports Academy. So it's melding together science and sports. So the brain and the body and, and getting them to work together. So the goal there is to try and get students who are a little bit more athletically inclined mm -hmm. to be a little bit more, you know, STEM inclined. And then same thing, students who are a little bit more STEM inclined uh, to be a little bit more athletically inclined because your body and mind go hand in hand. Right. You got to have that, that wonderful symbiotic relationship between your mind and body to be able to continue to grow as, as a person. We believe that that helps uh, with the learning capacities as well. Oh, that's excellent. And then you have, um, well, we should probably mention, it, look, it looked like from your website that the discovery camps were targeted towards K through eight. Is that accurate? That is correct. Actually, all of our curriculum is targeted through K through eighth okay. graders. Okay. Um, what we do for um, high school students, at nine through 12, uh, instead of doing you know STEM courses for nine through 12, we actually offer internships for teaching. So right now we're in the middle of doing that. So what we do is we hire assistant teachers or interns. We ask different schools and teachers from those schools to basically send us resumes or get us in touch with students that have a high kind of prevalence in the STEM fields that want to learn a little bit more, but also want to teach a little bit. And then what we'll do is we will look at them. Um, they have to go through the school and get like a work permit and do all, do all those pieces. But then they can come to us and we can teach them a little bit about um, lab rats, the way our teaching style about STEM have a deeper dive into it. And then as they come and do assistant teaching with students, um, it helps them have a little bit different knowledge of the field and gets them to teach it, which reiterates those 
similar science points back to them. So it's a, it's a wonderful way for us to continue to grow K through 12, yeah. but the education is based for K through eight because uh, sure. we want to make sure we get those younger students interested in these fields before they get to high school. Cause we see that that high school level, you typically have more opportunity in your actual school or in your grade curriculum to delve into these different subjects, right? right? Where you don't typically in some school districts you do, but overall K through eight is, is the, is the uh, grade range that has the lower prevalence of these things. Sure. Well, we've been talking to Jason Merrill, the executive director at San Diego lab rats. We're going to take a pause here to hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to talk about their mobile lab. So one of the other formats that you guys have, Jason, is your um, mobile lab, which sounds fascinating. I saw some pictures of it online. Why don't you explain how that works and, and how it's deployed and what it's got available? Absolutely. So um, our mobile lab is wonderful. Um, we just actually got a second mobile van that we're going to be outfitting. So now we'll have two. So we'll have a Double the capacity. mini fleet of, nice. <laughs> uh, of mobile vans. It was a project that we started about two years ago um, that really kind of came to fruition post-COVID because what are one of the things and issues that we had during the pandemic was, you know, access to in-person education. Right. And one of the biggest things we had pre-COVID was, okay, parents and students have an issue sometimes traveling to us. Like and sure. that can be an issue, right? If you're over five to 10 miles away from something, it makes it a little bit harder to get to. So let's take the education to the students. Nice. Let's make it easier, yeah. right? One of our one of our missions is to provide it, our education to all students. You know, it doesn't matter, um, you know, socioeconomically, it does not matter. If we have scholarships, we have scholarship funds for this purpose. Nice. We want to make sure that everyone has access to this education. So our mobile van is a way to do that. We have now outfitted it so we can take 100% of our education curriculum via mobile van to any location in San Diego County. So we recently taught with Level Up San Diego, the San Diego Foundation, and we went to um, four different middle schools over the summer down through the uh, San Diego Union School District into South County, San Diego, and we taught down there. We utilized the mobile van to bring our education down. So that's that's one of the, the many ways we can utilize the mobile van, but all of our curriculum, our assemblies, our demo lab stations, our coursework, even our STEAM Discovery Center is now accessible via mobile van. Awesome. So, and you're doubling the capacity because you're going to have a second mobile van somewhat soon. Um, I saw online that it said you had over 100 plus hands-on lessons for your mobile lab. We do. That's crazy. That's amazing. So some other things that you guys do, you do assemblies. I saw that there was um, 30 or 60 minute assemblies and uh, the titles were really interesting, <laughs> Power of Science or The Mystery of Science. Talk about those. Yeah, so we do um, 30 or 60 minute assemblies, just depending on A, the size of the assembly. So we offer two different um, options. We recently did one for a Montessori school. Mm -hmm. It was a 30 minute one because it was a little bit younger students, but also a smaller group. Sure. So if we have, um, we've done assemblies before where we had like 250 students in an auditorium. Wow. That was a 60 minute assembly. So we could go in and, and, you know, do something to show mm -hmm. the, the real thing is in the assemblies is to really showcase the science, to get students excited about it, to show them certain things. So the reason we do those two different titles um, is to kind of give a little bit different show in different directions 
Our favorite one, though, our biggest that I believe is used in both, but it mostly is the power, or excuse me, the mystery of science, is um, a liquid nitrogen cloud. So we usually end our assemblies with that, basically filling a uh, trash can full of liquid nitrogen, or it's not liquid nitrogen right away. You pour the liquid nitrogen over, and then it actually forms a cloud. And you can see it. We have some videos of it where it basically makes the stage disappear in a big cloud. It's pretty cool. The students love it. They all clamor to the front. So it's just showing them, you know, how much fun science can be right? and getting them excited about the education, whether they're utilizing lab rats or not, it's, yeah. we want them to be passionate about the field. So that's, right. that's the whole goal. And then you have, um, brainstem TV. Brainstem TV. So we started that during COVID. Yeah. Uh, we weren't able to teach in person. So we decided how do we basically stay around as a nonprofit? How do we also mm-hmm. reach students? Yeah. And we decided, well, heck, we're going to start our own production company and produce our own science videos to put out onto the internet. Why not? You, Why not? Yeah, you got to pivot and <laughs> adjust, right? So we pivoted, we adjusted, <laughs> and that's when Brainstem TV was born. So that's actually our platform uh, that houses our digital and virtual education. Nice. Um, they're all pre-cut videos, anywhere from five minutes to about 12 minutes in length. And they typically are about one specific subject and have one or two like hands-on labs required, mm-hmm. or excuse me, not required, but inside of those, right. um, those video packages. But the cool thing about it, we took our education and we tried to make it the same. The hardest part is the hands-on right. piece, right? So if we're not there to provide the materials, how do we make it right. easily accessible for students and families to do this? We made every single lab with materials that you can either find in your home or purchase for less than about $12 at a grocery store. Okay. Very, very very accessible. Very accessible. We obviously had to cut out robotics, so we don't want families to go and buy a $500 robotics kit just to do one lab. Don't need to do that. But all of that education is on there. We have over, I believe it's just over 100 hours of digital education that's on there now. Um, And we're still... Yep, we're still growing that. As we're back now teaching live, we're still doing some of those things to make sure we take our education as it grows keep it in that video format because via internet we can you know impact students in la so northern southern california students that we can't go maybe see with the mobile van mm-hmm. or if we're we're busy we, or we don't have the ability to run something say in um rancho santa fe well they can if they can still access these videos and still access the some of the education on their own time yeah and that's kind of the cool part about it yeah. is it's the freedom it lives and lives and lives in digital. Yeah, exactly. So let's say I'm a parent. I'm hearing about lab rats for the first time on from this podcast. I got school age kids and I'm excited. How does my kid like you mentioned you work with multiple school districts, multiple schools. So how do you get into a school? How does somebody get you engaged with an assembly or, or with the mobile lab or whatever the case might be? Yeah, so we actually have uh, parents all the time that that talk to us like, "Hey, I want to, I want to do something. I want, I want to do this." Okay, well, we've done some STEAM discovery centers through the Encinitas Community Center. Mm-hmm. So instead of going through a school, we say, "Hey, we're going to do this for um, for Tuesdays in a row at mm-hmm. you know from one to three, nice. or picking a day that their that school district is out early um, across the board so that they can access that, or doing it at say three thirty. The only downside of that is the parents have to actually drop their students off at the location sure, so sure. that you have to make sure to do that. But it's just a communication with parents about what they want, what mm-hmm. they desire. And then can we do it? 
almost 100% of the time, yes, we can, but it's a matter of when and how. So we work very, very closely with certain uh, families that want certain things to happen, and then we'll run them. Um, as far as schools go, we ask parents, say, if you want us to come do an assembly in your school, well, talk to your teacher right. and, and let's get in touch so that we can do this because we right. can't just go through a parent. There's certain rules for schools that we have to follow. So let's make sure we talk to the right people and let's let's make this happen. Or, hey, let's go talk to your third grade class or yeah. you know, what have you. Yeah, fantastic. So if I'm a teacher and I'm hearing this, and this is the first I've heard of Lab Rats, they just need to go to your website, talk to their principal, what, connect the dots here? Or? Yeah, they can uh, go through our website. Um, there's a very easy way to uh, connect with us through our website. There's also our newsletter as well that we send out regarding you know our upcoming um, dates, our upcoming STEAM Discovery Centers or camps. And then if they want us to do something with the school or if they want to even do a teaching day. We've done a little bit of that to kind of go over teaching um, platforms and uh, and ideals. They just need to communicate to us. So if a teacher comes to us and they have before it say, hey, I want you to come um, do an assembly for this class. Okay, cool. So we can do it. These are the dates. Excellent. What needs to happen? They went to their, their principal, got it approved, and then we just went ahead and 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 did it. So it just kind of depends upon each school individually and what their rules are and regulations are regarding that. But it's it's pretty simplistic. So, very nice. Are you in any schools in Carlsbad right now? Right now, we are not in any schools in Carlsbad currently. We're actually working through um, the San Marcos Promise. So we're in the San Marcos School District right now, um, teaching a couple of their middle schools, and we'll be teaching a couple in the spring. But we're always looking to see what we can do right, next. So we would love that. We've been to in uh, schools in Carlsbad before, sure. so we want to continue to do it. Awesome, awesome. I was. Going to transition to something else, but I want to make sure I didn't miss anything about lab rats. I think you pretty much hit everything um, kind of on the head with lab rats. The the only other thing is our scholarships. I just want to make sure I reiterate that again. Uh, So we're very, very lucky to have a wonderful sponsor um, in Ting Internet that is uh, sponsoring our scholarships in this quarter and then in the first quarter of next year. And what that does is allows us to give out more of our education. The scholarships are easy to apply for, very easy to apply for. Uh, When we have any events on our website is a scholarship form. All you have to do, it takes less than three minutes to to type those information in and then goes directly to us now regarding scholarships for your students. So excellent, excellent, excellent. And we should probably mention what your website is. That is very true. It is a SD labrats.org. So www.sdlabrats.org. SD labrats.org. Very nice. I was just going to mention for the benefit of our listeners that, you know, you, you kind of teased up there. You had a history of, Rugby, but you're also currently the the rugby coach at San Diego State for the Aztecs. Is that right? That is correct. Awesome. And uh, so go Aztecs. Go Aztecs. Yeah, that's an exciting little uh, side hobby or maybe a full-time passion. I don't know which, but... Um, <laughs> More full-time passion. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to come down and share about your guys' amazing program and, uh, and all that Lab Rats has to offer. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure being here, and I'm always excited to talk more about Lab Rats and how we can provide these STEM opportunities to our community. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio, and please tell a friend. 
We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.